Welcome to Adult Papers, the podcast for grown-ups. I'm your host, Violet Augustine. I'm going to share sometimes magical, sometimes terrifying, often strange, occasionally funny, and somewhere uncomfortably between hyper-real and surreal stories with you. Welcome back. So this one's for my vegans and my people considering going vegan. And to those of you who don't even know that going vegan is the thing you need and you won't figure it out for 15 years. So for me, 15 years ago. If you're already vegan, then I bet you can guess what happened after I went flexible vegan or fleegan the week of Thanksgiving. Here, give it a try. When I say, so what do you think happened after I went fleegan? You say out loud what you think happened next. Ready? So what do you think happened after I went fleegan? If you said I drank the Kool-Aid, started watching documentaries like Dominion and What the Health, and became a proselytizer while completely losing my sense of humor? First of all, I'm amazed that you were able to say all that during that brief pause. And second of all, no. But also yes. And also no. I didn't drink the Kool-Aid because even though it's vegan, I never liked that dyed into your skin red mustache that doesn't go away for like a week. And yes, I watched those documentaries, both of them, and I cried the entire day that I watched Dominion. Violent, atoning sobs, on and off, the entire day. And also puked, several times, even though I was fasting for a codice, the 11th lunar day, and there wasn't even anything to puke. And then I slept. And slept. And slept. And no I haven't become a proselytizer, I don't think, since I learned the hard way, like I have to learn everything apparently, that proselytizing doesn't do any good. The best way to lead is by example. All of that to say, I went vegan. Full vegan. I was vegan briefly in 2005 after watching, I believe it was the movie Earthlings. But I didn't do it right, and so I only made it six months. At that time, it was more of an experiment. Just like when I shaved my head, I don't think I intended for it to stick. I knew I'd grow my hair back out, and I think part of me knew I'd start eating meat and dairy again like nothing had ever happened. But I'd seen the documentary. I knew what was going on in those industries and how the animals were treated like objects. Worse than objects. It's so weird. If an Amazon employee were caught on tape treating people's packages the way those people are recorded treating living, conscious beings, they'd probably be fired and banned from ever working there again. And yet, it's acceptable to treat animals that way? Anyway, I had an awareness of what I was contributing to, the industry I was actively participating in, and that awareness never went away. I had to ignore it, tamp it down, to be able to enjoy the dairy that I had only learned to love in the city of the Cheeseheads, and the meat that I ate because it was familiar and conventional. I never really was a lover of meat. It was just convenient. This time around, I went fleegan for my health. I'm pretty lactose intolerant, and so is my kid. So dairy was a guilty pleasure. 
a very guilty and sometimes painful pleasure. And I tried keto for a while at the beginning of lockdown because I liked how I could lose 10 pounds in like two days. And even though I'm a Capricorn, who can resist instant gratification? Am I right? Anyway, I did keto wrong too. I don't think eating bacon and eggs for every meal with half a stick of butter and an avocado thrown in there was really how that was supposed to go down. Anyway, after a little time, that shit caught up with me and I found myself basically in a constant state of inflammation. My hands and wrists hurt. I was getting these red bumps on the joints of my fingers that one doctor called psoriatic arthritis. I was breaking out so bad I started using proactive again. The first thing I removed was dairy, for obvious reasons, and I found that did help some. And then when I got back into yoga and started researching the best way to eat as a serious practitioner, it came back to me, like an old friend, sitting on the couch in a rarely used room off the main living area, waiting for me to come around the corner and announce, finally, that I was ready to go to the party. Only that, it had taken me so long to get ready, approximately 15 years, that I'd forgotten I was getting ready for this party, and I'd forgotten that there was even any party to go to. That party was the Living Compassionately Party, the Live with Integrity Party, the There is a Better Way to Live Than in a Constant State of Inflammation, and that just because this, considered to be food, which is heavily marketed to be good for you and accepted as the norm, isn't actually up to snuff scientifically, morally, or environmentally, that party. Now, I want to be clear. I am talking about myself. When I say live with integrity, I am not throwing shade. I am talking about my own integrity, specifically the concept that refers to the state of being whole and undivided, the condition of being unified. So for me, the cognitive dissonance that had me feeling sad and conflicted when I ate bacon, even though I had watched what happens to piglets and sows in an industrial livestock production facility. That has happened to likely thousands, maybe even millions of times, considering the scale of production across the entire earth, in the short time it's taken me to say these few last sentences. That lack of conversion from awareness to action that lack of unification, and that lack of wholeness. But while I'm only referring to myself, that lack of wholeness, that mismatch between my awareness and my action, that was some deep shit. That had some real consequences, physical, emotional, psychic, the whole damn thing. Now, what's weird to me is how in some ways I'm exactly where I was back in 2005 when I first shaved my head and went vegan. Now, it didn't happen like that. I shaved my head, my hair grew back, I went vegan, they were unrelated. But they did happen around the same period. What did I do wrong, like karmically, to end up basically back to square one, like 15 years late? But first, of course, I have to correct myself. I know I did nothing wrong in ending up back here. I wouldn't, couldn't take back everything that has happened since then. Because in that interim, I graduated undergrad and grad school, moved back home and got to spend the last 10 years of my abuela's life with her and had the most consequential, most beautiful, most funny, cutest, queerest, difficultest, and most stinkiest little person plop into my life from my own insides. After hanging out, like, inside me for nine months, 
topic for a future episode. And actually, on a Tuesday, exactly 84 years after the Tuesday that my abuela herself was born. My 1111 baby to match my 1111 abuela. The baby that I dreamt of for years before I even got pregnant. The baby that I dreamt was a white horse while I was pregnant. The baby that I tell the bedtime story. That before they were in my belly, they lived in the sky with the stars. And that because they wanted a mommy and I wanted a baby, they decided to come down from the sky at the exact right time. And to be able to get into my belly, they would have to get very tiny, and there they would grow and grow until they were too big to live there anymore, and that when they were born, their belly was still connected to mine by a big tail that the doctors had to cut and tie into a bow. That everything has happened since then. That, that is, everything. And honestly, the reason that being vegan is going to stick this time because there was something decidedly different about watching Dominion as a mother, something that I cannot ignore. For one, the cruel suffering and awful deaths of those baby pigs and baby chicks and calves. And for two, the nagging culpability that I feel towards my baby of leaving the world like that for them to grow up and into. When I was sobbing and retching and praying for forgiveness, it wasn't just to God and the universe and all the animals and the earth itself. It was also, strangely, to my child. I kept asking my child to forgive me, and I didn't understand why. I still don't fully understand why. But that specific atonement was so deep and heavy, it had its own gravitational pull. And every time I tried to apologize to God or universe or the animals, it just kept pulling me back to my own baby. As if all those babies I witnessed getting battered and broken and crushed were my babies too. And to participate in that which I was witnessing would be to perpetrate those actions on them. And I can't. I just can't. The decision to go vegan for me this time is spiritual. It feels almost like a conversion. My mom and I were talking about how I need to get tested for celiac. She misunderstood that since most meat replacements are made with wheat, and I've been gluten-free for a couple years, that I was going to drop being vegan. But I heard myself tell her, you can think of me as born again. It's like I've been converted. And no, not to Christianity, but to veganity. Since this all happened around the holidays, I found myself needing to articulate this decision to family. Normally, I hate that sort of thing, having to explain my personal decisions to anyone. But in this instance, it was a convenient inconvenience because it helped me clarify for me. I've been sober since October 14th, 2020 which makes it something like day 103. And going vegan on December 12th was like my food version of getting sober. It's just not a diet. It's not even necessarily a lifestyle. It's like life now. The way being sober is life. It wasn't even a decision really. It was like, do I want to live or do I want to rot slowly? That's what it felt like. 
and I decided to live. So yeah, I'm a sober vegan, and that's on my hinge. Living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'm likely not to get another date until 2030. That is, if another zoonotic disease doesn't cause world pandemic 2030, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to eat. As a person who's had an eating disorder since I was in grade school, I intimately understand how complex one's relationship to food can be. And as a person who wasn't able to come out as queer until they were 35, I also understand that you can't force anyone to be anything that they're not ready to be. I'm just sharing my story. But if you're curious and want to give veganism a test drive, try Veganuary. There's a website, veganuary.com, about going vegan just for January. The website is full of resources like meal plans, recipes, and nutrition guides. It makes me hungry even looking at the damn thing. And trust me, going vegan in 2020 was vastly easier than in 2005. I haven't had to struggle at all to find substitutes for common animal foods that I crave. Even at Walmart. Even in Dallas. And Dallas is definitely not on the top 10. Or even 20 or probably even 30 best vegan-friendly cities. If you want to be vegan but feel that money is an obstacle, tweet me or sign up to that site, veganuary.com, because vegan is so accessible now. In reality, those aren't barriers anymore. And as a person who used to buy the 98-cent packages of bologna and hot dogs because my kid sometimes eats their weight in food, I've been able to financially make the transition fairly painlessly. It helps that it's just so much more accessible and that there are many more options than in 2005. And if you're really going to eat healthy, a lot of that food is whole food. And buying dried beans, rice, lentils, veggies versus processed food, not expensive. And where there's a will, there's a way. Ready for your homework? I just want you to reflect. Write it down if you like. But answer the following question. Where are you not living with integrity in your life? Like where are you having cognitive dissonance about what you know versus your actions on the subject? How can you rectify that? What even small change can you make to better align how you act with what you know? Because believe it or not, that rift can be pretty damaging. Then get in touch. I'm curious to know what that might be for you. Adultpapers.com has my social media and contact info. Join me in two weeks for an episode about personal growth, parenting, sobriety, creativity, or relationships.